Welcome to The Drawdown, a podcast by Cherry Beckert's private equity practice. In each episode, we explore the latest trends in the private equity sector, as well as challenges and opportunities in the ever-changing investment environment. Hi, everyone. Today, we are joined by Cherry Beckert's transaction leader, Jeff Bankson, to discuss the private equity trends he's seen over the past 12 months, including how COVID specifically has impacted investments. And we'll talk about what's ahead for the industry this year. Jeff, welcome back. Maggie, thanks for having me. So on last year's podcast, you indicated 2020 was off to a great start and private equity firms had plenty of access to capital and debt to complete acquisitions. How did this change over the year? Well, we had a great start to last year. As I mentioned a year ago, uh, we were hitting on all cylinders, buy side, sell side, consulting, IT cyber, um, you name it. And we had our best month ever in the month of March when the world changed forever with COVID-19. After our March backlog was exhausted and many of our deals were put on hold um, in April and May, you know, the results we had reflected the realities of the nationwide shutdown. However, beginning in late May, we began to see a reversal of the April and early May downturns. We developed a product to help banks administer and monitor their PPP programs. We assisted business owners with their applications. We set up help depths case, excuse me, capabilities and, and helped set up programs so the banks could track, uh, track the loans and track compliance. Also during this time, our clients began to better understand the economics of COVID-19 and started doing deals again. And believe it or not, by the end of the summer, we were back to our pre-COVID run rates. Well, that's great to hear. There's a common belief private equity was only focused on portfolio company management in 2020. Were deals actually getting done in private equity? Were they just add-ons or were platform deals actually completed in the second half of the year? What did you observe? Well, I can only speak for for our practice and uh, we worked over th- we worked on over 300 tra- transactions last year with with a value over 9 billion. So, we were doing a lot of um, a lot of platforms and a lot of add-ons. Um, I think that, uh, you know, the biggest sectors we saw, you know, new platforms were technology, healthcare and professional services, as well as sort of general business service deals. Okay, so you mentioned a couple of these, but are there any hot industries or segments that are highly attractive to private equity investors right now? Uh, Sure, you know, with so many people working from home during the pandemic, the use of technology is at an all-time high. So while COVID-19 has hurt the broader economy, I think that technology has certainly been less impacted. You know, we we expect to see an increasing volume of tech deals from our clients in 2021, and I think that's pretty much been the trend for, you know, a, a long period of time. Also, we've always done healthcare deals, but in November, we hired a health, uh, November of 2019, excuse me, we hired a healthcare focused partner, Steve Stang, and our practice took off in 2020, and we expect additional growth in 2021. You know, leading the way there were physician and dental practice roll-ups, as well as surgery centers. And I believe Steve is going to be sharing his thoughts on the overall healthcare industry in an upcoming broadcast or podcast, sorry. Yes, and we'll be sure to let our listeners know. So after the last financial crisis, private equity investors wanted to know how a business responded to and managed through a crisis. 
Are you seeing similar questions being asked by private equity firms during a diligence process about how the company was impacted by or how it responded to COVID-19 events and circumstances? Uh, we sure have, you know, on just about all of our due diligence, most, you know, buy side uh, and sell side, uh, there's an effort analyzing and verifying COVID adjustments in, the, in our diligence process. You know, it's mostly focused on analyzing sales volume declines and associated margin decreases, as well as what the impact of COVID is on working capital. You know, it's funny, every seller wants a multi-million dollar ad back for COVID-19, and every buyer is concerned about that same seller's, tar you know, the ability to rebound to normalize level of EBITDA from the, you know, from the COVID-induced downturn. So it makes it that much more important for us to do a thorough due diligence on new acquisitions and portfolio add-ons to ensure we know all the issues and potential risks going forward. So speaking of how companies have had to pivot, how has your workforce adapted to this new virtual world of online diligence and consulting and has it worked? Well, Maggie, we, as you know, we have a new normal at Cherry Becker and that's working from home and not being in the office. Uh, if you work in a diligence group, you also are not traveling to target locations to conduct due diligence. So we're doing everything virtually. So as you can imagine, there were some early growing pains, uh, but I think we got it figured out pretty quickly. Um, you know, we've had virtual data rooms uh, for a long period of time, but now using Zoom, Microsoft Teams, et cetera, to interview management teams has taken, you know, a good amount of time to perfect it and, and, and get used to it. Um, you know, one of the areas I would say we've had some trouble is trading and recruiting. And the reason I say that is, I'll just give you an example. A new manager starting at the firm uh, in due diligence, he can't come into the office. Uh, he he doesn't have any, uh, you know, he can't be with other people out in the field learning how to do due diligence in the way Cherry Becker does its due diligence and is virtually relying on video calls to get trained. So we've really put a lot of time and effort into our training resources at the firm so that we can address these potential problems going forward. Yep, certainly challenges many companies are dealing with as well. So what are some of the concerns private equity firms have today? Well, I think that um, taxes are a big issue. All right, no prediction here, but I think the general content consensus with the new administration is that corporate taxes are gonna go up. Uh, we're not sure when, uh, hopefully not until after 2021. Um, I think access to quality deals is always an issue with the PE firms, uh, and it really requires a more focused approach by their business development teams. Um, I think add-on activity will continue to be important to all of our clients and to most into all PE funds as they build their platform businesses. And then one area I would say that I'm, I'm seeing uh, PE firms look look at more is 1202 stock, which is a qualified small business stock, which basically allows a buyer to avoid federal taxes on exit as long as they hold the stock for at least five years. Uh, it's obviously a little bit more complicated than that, but um, I have one client that does nothing or, or looks to do 1202 stock on all their deals. So I think, I think we're gonna see more and more of that as we go forward in 2021. We've been hearing a lot about SPACs lately. Can you explain what they are and why they're important in the M&A world? Uh, sure, I can do my best. 
Uh, a SPAC is a special purpose acquisition company. Uh, it's a non-operating publicly listed company whose purpose is to identify and purchase a private company. And it allows the acquisition target to have publicly listed stock. Um, it's become more and more prevalent. In 2020, there were 247 newly formed SPACs that raised over $83 billion in capital through initial public offerings. Um, you know, there's in 2019 and 20 more SPACs were created in those two years than in prior 18 years combined. So, um, you know, why do they exist? Well, private companies are willing to be acquired by SPACs because it's more flexible and less burdensome than going public through an IPO. Um, also, private company founders can avoid lockup periods for selling new newly public shares that are required for initial public offerings. So there's a there's a lot to be there's a lot attractive on the sell side for the for the seller, as well as uh, not having to go through that exhaustive I, IPO process as as SPACs are already public. Okay, last question. Let's bring out the crystal ball. What are your thoughts on 2021 deal markets? Will they be the same, better, or worse than 2020? Okay, here's here's my list. I think PE fundraising will not slow down. Uh, I think our clients will continue to raise new funds. We're seeing it already. Um, some of our biggest clients have have new funds that they're moving from fundraising into investing this year. Um, I recently read uh, in one of the economic reports that there's a 1.5 trillion of dry powder out there to invest, which to me means competition is going to be high in the PE world and the acquisition valuations are going to be high also. I think that economic and political uncertainty with the new president, especially the impact on taxes, uh, will be a big issue in 2021. I'm not sure how that's going to fall out and would never venture uh, even a guess at this point. I think how wide the vaccine distribution is in 2021 and our ability to get COVID under control will drive a lot of um, you know, if we can do that, it, it'll drive the M&A environment higher. I think technology continues to grow. We're going to see more and more tech deals. You know, I think software companies with that high rev, high recurring revenue model and high margin is, is always going to be attractive. Finally, I think for us, healthcare will continue to be solid as we have a lot of momentum coming out of 2020. I would, I would also finally say watch out for virtual health in 2021. And what I mean by that is video visits, population management, and health monitoring. I think you're going to see more and more of that as we, as we go forward. So if I had to summarize, I would say my overall guess is I think we're going to be better than 2020, maybe slightly better as long as we get COVID under control. Well, it'll certainly be an interesting year, I'm sure. Jeff, we really appreciate these insights. Thanks so much for your time. All right, thank you. Thank you for listening to The Drawdown, Cherry Beckert's private equity podcast. The views presented by our guests do not necessarily represent the views of their respective firms. For more information on how Cherry Beckert serves as a guide forward to private equity funds and their portfolio companies through accounting, tax, and advisory services, please visit cbh.com.